So we're here with Nick Cappiello. Nick Cappiello, how you doing? I'm fine. You're fine, huh? Why don't you speak into that microphone right there? I didn't know we were doing this. What's the matter? I didn't know we were doing this. But what's what's the matter with doing this? Nothing. No. I don't suppose so. I like to prepare for things like this. Well, that's a good thing about it. There's nothing to prepare. All you need prepared is a cocktail, which we have right here in the form of... Uh, tasty beverages, and uh, just your own wit. But the last time that I did something like this with you, it ended up on YouTube. What, did, what, what which was that? What? The video for your dad. I didn't think that was going to be a YouTube video. I thought well, that was going to get played at your dad's birthday. It, and it was. And I would have shaved. It was just an easy way to share it with people who couldn't be at the birthday party. I'll take it. Do you want me to take it down? No, I didn't say that. It just you... surprised me because th this is what you do. You say, Nick, come have lunch with me. I say, okay. And the next thing I know, you call me back and say, oh, I signed us up to play golf. Well, that's not exactly what I signed up for. You say, Nick, do a video to wish my dad a happy birthday. I wish your dad a happy birthday, and now it's on YouTube. And now sure. I come over, have a beverage with you in the backyard, and all of a sudden I've got a microphone in front of me, and you're going to commit me to telling some type of you know, awful you know, lie or entrap me in some type of thing that will ruin my political career. This is the chip on your shoulder that you're currently experiencing and voicing to me is a result of being reminded just an hour ago that you did not get the part of Lancelot in the spring music. I'm not sure that I was upset about losing the part of Lancelot or the part of King Arthur. I'm not, I can't recall exactly which one I thought was more appropriate. I think me. you wanted Lancelot and you were not happy with the choice in Will Bicesto. Mind you, our friend Chris it had nothing not... to do. It had nothing to do with who the choice was. It would have had to do with who the choice was not. Let's be clear. Okay, that sounds like a very political answer you just gave. Not a it's just fact. Go fact check it. I'll go to Snopes. Go on to the Google. I don't have the Google. I don't have the internets available right now, or okay. else I'd, I'd fact check that. Uh, did you enjoy the golf that you, uh, you played today? I did. It was a great time. It was very good to uh, play golf with uh, my friend Mike on on this, his 38th birthday. Birthday. Birthday show. And with your mom and dad. And it is your mom's, What? which birthday was it? I'm not going to say it. I don't mom. think we should say that out loud. It. But yes, you're right. I was Because born. again, I'm sure that this will end up broadcast all over the world because, you know, no release forms are going to be signed, but you'll just put it out there. So it's fine. I, uh, I was born. On my mother's birthday, that's correct. Correct statement. Correct statement. And as was my twin brother. And I got to actually hear the story of your birthday, which I don't believe I ever heard. 
Although parts of it rang familiar, but I don't think I heard it. It wasn't a very exciting story, though. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was. I mean, I don't know. I, it's exciting to hear your parents tell it, because for them it's exciting. And I also didn't know that you and your brother were actually supposed to be a very large girl. I haven't told anybody that I have a vagina, but it's true. A vagine? I have a vagine. My wife doesn't even know, so. Oh. We're going to try and keep that under wraps. I don't know how I have kids. Okay. Uh, uh, that's right. My dad did almost pass out when I, he found out that, because they, again, large baby girl coming. Yes. And uh, nurse comes out, breaks the news, two baby boys. Well, and the way that she did it, it's a fun story, is that the nurse apparently held up two fingers in a V, and, and uh, your dad at the time, I suppose, uh, the V was something known at that time as the victory sign. The V for victory. V is for victory. And so I guess he was thinking that, you know, victory, the kid is out, you're good. And when in fact she was signaling not a V for victory, but two, meaning two boys. The number two. And so I did not, I I never knew that part. And I thought that was kind of uh, a neat story. The, uh, the world changed that day, I must say. It's, uh... It's a big day, August 30th. Well, why don't I pose this question to you, Mr. Microphone Man? Sure. Uh, how do you think the world has changed as a result of that uh, that particular birth event of you and your brother? Well, let's see. If if we were not here, um, people wouldn't laugh as much, uh, I don't think. That's fair. I think it's... Uh, the You've world... made people laugh at least once or twice in the last 38 years. That's fair. I like to I like to make make the laughter. The laughter is part of my uh, my mo. Mm-hmm. How else has it changed? Uh, certainly, um, there's a lot less wine in the world. I would say um, of of the alcoholic variety. There's a lot more whining. Whining because yes, I I tend to whine every now and then. Mm-hmm. I do. I didn't whine about not getting the part of Lancelot in the 1992. Spring musical performance at Trinity Catholic High School. I didn't whine about that. I got hosed. I believe that was you who was whining. I got hosed. If you remember uh, Lancelot, there's there's a scene at the end of Camelot where Lancelot, played by a, a young Will Bicesto, who we both agree was very talented. Um, maybe one of us agrees. Uh, he had a kiss. Uh, was it Guinevere? Yes. And who played Guinevere? Rita Rossi. Rita Rossi played Guinevere, and Rita was dating somebody at the time. Was that not right? That is correct. And uh, do you remember the story? That's interesting. Do you remember the story that resulted as a result of that kiss? I I think I do. I think, um, you know, of course it's all, you know, in the interest of good theatrical performances, but of course Guinevere does in fact kiss Lancelot. But unfortunately the uh, person in the crowd who's observing did not see Guinevere kiss Lancelot. He saw Rita, who was his girlfriend, uh, kiss another guy. And so, uh, so as I recall, he kind of stormed out of the theater as the performance was over and went outside and lost his temper a bit. And Tempers flared. Now, it was, it was late at night. Yes. Right? So it was dark. dark. It was dark. Very dark. And, uh, but he went outside and he was so mad that he threw his keys. He threw the keys into the, I mean, into nowhere. Into the abyss. Into the pit of despair. Into the dark abyss. The pit of despair. To which, uh, Rita's best friend 
at the time looked at him and said, well, that was smart. To which he replied, shut up, you're next. Shut up, you're next. I thought about naming like, I, see, I, a book, yeah, Shut, shut up, up, You're, up you're next. next. It's the Chris Brown story. <laughs> that, there it is, Chris Brown again. Yes, that's a great... Uh, Shut Up, You're Next is a great title of a book. You could probably make a movie called Shut, Shut Up, up you're, you're Next. What would it be? Would it be like, what would the plot of that movie be? Of Shut Up, You're Next, starring who? Who would be the actors in it? Start I don't know there. any actors anymore. You know like what I mean? All the, all the new actors, the people who are in okay. films, I don't know any of their names. Okay, so, so let's, let's, not, let's, let's say it's a period piece, uh, 80s, 1980s, and you got Patrick Swayze. And shut up your next. Well, no, shut up your next would have been the, um, the sequel, or maybe it should have been the prequel. The prequel to Roadhouse. To Roadhouse. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been the Patrick Swayze character's story. It would have been um, Wade Garrett's story. Interesting. Shut up your next. Shut up your next. Oh, that's a great. That's it's a, a great idea. It's a good idea. I think we should pitch this. Who do we know? Who do we talk to? Well, the problem is no. But here's the problem. What? Here's the problem. To do a prequel of the Wade Garrett story, you mm. have to get somebody to be a young Wade Garrett, meaning somebody who could hold a candle to Sam Elliott, which you are not going to find. Like that's a, the problem. A young. What about? Okay, I could throw out Christian Bale. Could you slap a mustache on that man? He could transform into Sam Elliott. Christian Bale, we just casted him. I don't know that you did. You know, I, I just want to, I want to look at you and tell you you did a bad job just for the sake of it because I'm that kind of person, but yeah, it might not be a bad move. Uh, it might Christian, work. A Christian Bale. I think it could work. You see him in The Fighter? No. It's a good movie. Shut up your next. I love it. Prequel to Roadhouse starring Christian Bale. Um, Let's give him a love interest. Soleil Moonfry. <laughs> An older Soleil Moonfry. I mean, it could be good. It could work. She's like a physicist now. She's I, like some kind of PhD chemist something. I find that hard to believe. She went on to do great things in academia. Do you know who actually it shouldn't be Soleil Moonfry, but do you know who it should be? Poor man Soleil Moonfry. You know who I'm thinking about, right? The poor man Soleil Moonfry? Yes. The girl from, uh, would that be the girl? What was that show? Small Wonder? I can't believe you nailed it. You nailed it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Vicky from Small Wonder. Small Wonder. Yeah. yeah. That is a poor man, Soleil Moon Fry. Well how, did, how did I know you were thinking about Small because Wonder? Because we shared a brain for a number of years. I didn't even like that show. That was one of those shows that Jimmy, our, that our, was, our good friend Jimmy used to watch. But that was a trailblazing Fox show. You think so? Small wonder? It was, it, remember when Fox was a quote-unquote network, but the only thing they had was enough of a budget for Sunday night shows. So that right. was on, like, Sundays at 7, and then I think the uh, Tracy Ullman show was on. And yeah, that's where The Simpsons came out of Tracy Ullman, right? That's right. What, uh, what, what was another show around that same time? I, I seem to remember, uh, uh, my goodness, um, Sean, not Sean Astin. Who's the guy? Who's the father from... The Adams Family. Was he on one of those shows? Uh, not my secret identity. The Adams Family. Oh God, why do I do this to myself? There was you a mean show. The, movie, the Adams Family. No, no, no. That was uh, what's his name? 
Uh, that Spanish guy. Yeah. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. What was the name of that show? The the the, the, the father maybe from from Mars or he lived in a radio. Damn it, Jimmy would know. In a radio? Jimmy would know. It was uh That's going to come to me when I when I don't expect. Well, the it. family from Mars was um John Lithgow is. No, that was Third Rock from the Sun. Right, but that was later. That was much later. Yeah. That was a funny show. It was all right. It was a funny show. You remember you ever see that movie, The World According to Garp? I read the book. I don't believe I've ever. But he played a transvestite football. Really? Player. What that that. movie's about? No, but John Lithgow. Oh. Played that character. Robin Williams was the. uh, Yeah, I know that he's the. uh, The John Irving from John Irving novel. Right. It was a good book. Yeah, I don't read. Too heady for you? I don't read. Is it because he can't read or? Reading's for idiots. Reading is fundamental. Do you remember Ricky Schroeder used to do those commercials and he used to write riff in the in the in the sands of the beach? That's right. Reading is fundamental. They don't have things like that anymore. You don't watch those shows anymore. They probably do have public service announcements. They're just different. Well, that's and they're not on the shows you're watching. I don't really watch that much TV anymore. I watch a little. I mean, I like. Like uh, Mad Men, I like. I like the Mad Men. I don't watch that. I like. I loved Rescue Me. I I, I was very sad when that went off the air. I don't watch that. Uh, what was that? It was that show Electric Blue that we used to watch? I do not watch that. No, they don't make it anymore. No, unfortunately. But I can still see the, the theme song. I can see it. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Sure. Now. Um, Let's come. Go. Go. Do you watch any of the reality TV shows? I have to say, the only one I come close to watching with some regularity, I do like The Biggest Loser. Uh, I gave I, up on that. I found that to be inspirational. Really? I gave up on it. I, I, you know what? I used to watch it, but, but you know what I realized? What did you realize? A lot of fat people on that show. Well, that's the whole thing. You kind of have to be. You have to be a little bit bigger. You have to have something to lose. Yeah. No, but I, I don't like... I, I, I was never in a Survivor. Um, uh, yeah, it's not my favorite thing ever i i used to watch jeopardy a lot does that count as no a, no that's not reality no um do you watch a reality what's what's your reality gig well i was um i'm a bachelor and bachelorette guy bachelor pad someone someone has to revoke your man card that's just you know can't help it but what do you like about the Bachelor and the Bachelor? I probably like watching it and realize it, like and just saying stuff like, "Ah, she's a nightmare. I kill myself. Ah, she's terrible." Like you watch it with your wife, yes. or do you? Oh no, I mean I watch it because she watches it, but I enjoy it. Okay. I mean, it's getting a little bit better, you know. I wouldn't have. I, I I doubt if I were, you know choosing myself to watch whatever I would ever tune into The Bachelor or Bachelorette on my own. I used to watch back in the day I used to watch uh, Road Rules I, you know what yes. And what was the other one? Um, Real World. The Real World but I'm talking seasons one seasons two I don't even know if they still make it anymore They do. Right now um, actually the season there's a season that might be now I'm not sure, but Carrie's DVRing it. But I, I don't know. They kind of all annoy me. And that's the thing is that once in a while you, I, I do try to watch it when it comes back on. 
And once in a while, the cast has a few endearing people on it, so you watch it. But, like, this season's just annoying people, and I don't want to watch it. See, I think it's, I get annoyed by that whole, and I hate to say this, and I hate to make gross generalizations. I get so annoyed by that generation of people. The old millennial self, you know, all this entitlement, you know, very kind of self-involved group of people. I, I, I have a hard time finding any kind of sympathy or empathy. So nothing really moves me in those programs. So I can't, I don't find myself wanting to watch them. Right. You're not watching it because you are associating with it. You're watching it more of, you know, as an evaluator. At like, least that's what I find myself doing. <laughs> Like, I mean, back in the day, I used to watch Beverly Hills 90210, the original, right? We, if, you, if you remember, we used to watch that doing our Maxwell Jewelers accounting why are there pictures? Why are there pictures on Facebook? Recently? Of some of our former classmates with Steve Sanders. Oh, he's all around uh, Lower Fairfield County now. Yeah, but why? He's, he's uh, hawking a new line, I believe, of skincare products. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like some kind of Ian Zaring is a spokesperson for some kind of new line of skincare. Okay. And I always want to go up to him and say, uh, I have an egg. Remember that in episode of 90210 where he goes to the, all the gas stations and he says, I have an egg. And it's like code to find out the, where some secret party is. I don't remember that at all. But you know what? I, I, I hope. And I pray that you have the opportunity to run into him. Oh. And I hope I'm there. I hope. And I hope you go up to him and say, I have an egg. Because you know what? One of two things is going to happen. One of three things is going to happen. One of three things. One, he's going to have no friggin' clue what you're talking about. That's one. Two... He's going to be annoyed because he's heard it before. And I find that one to be really unlikely. Three, he's going to crack up because he's going to know exactly what you're talking about. And no one ever in the history of the since the 90210 days has ever approached him initially with that line. That is the likeliest outcome. I think that is. I, I think that's I do the likeliest too. outcome. I, I would I put the heaviest probability weighting on that. That's like if I saw, it, I mean, God rest his soul, Fred Berry, right, who played Rerun from uh, What's Happening. If you I saw say, Rerun, I'd say... Boom, shaka boom, shaka shaka? No, no. Or you would say, where's the tape recorder? No, nice Doobie Brothers reference there. Thank you. Uh, which Doobie you be? Um, but no, I would, say, I would say... <laughs> I would say neither. You know what I would say? I would go, I would, and I'd hope we'd be in the produce section of... Uh, a grocery store, and I'd say, Mr. Barry, this is Ralph. He's my head of lettuce. And, and he I is pray, a head of lettuce. And I pray to him. See, but I would have said boom, shock, boom, shock, shock, because everybody knows Ralph had a lettuce, but they don't remember the chant. You know what chant I remember from that show? No. No Roger, no rerun, no, no rent. rent. Oh, no Roger, man. no rerun, no rent. How could I not know that one? That was a good episode. This might have been the only two. And then there was D. D always wanted a quarter. And she wanted peanut butter. She liked could, peanut butter. Here's a question. Could they make those shows now? Could they make a What's Happening Now? Nope. Well, actually, I mean, they, did they, make, they did make a show What's called Happening What's Happening Now. now. 
but could they, I mean, that whole genre, I mean, a different strokes, they, you could know, they make a Webster? Could they make those types of programs in this day and age? I don't think so because those shows were, you know, they were black shows on, let's just face it, white networks. Right. Right? Now you have black networks. So it's kind of, one, there's not the same need if you will. There's not the mystery to it, right? To have that particular show appear to be representative, right? Because you're represented already. So, um, I mean, I guess you have shows where the characters are black or Spanish or whatever, but I don't think it's as... But I think what the, the big appeal back in the 70s was... You know, it's still a lot of those, like, African-American-centric programming. It was like a mystery, you know? It was like, to, to white America... There was probably a lot of America that had no idea or no exposure. Right. That's a good point. Now, today, because, you know, we do continue to, I guess, evolve as a nation, it's really no mystery. I mean, we go to college and, you know, you go to school with all people from all over, all different backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, you know, my parents didn't go to college. Maybe when you went to college back then, you know, your colleges weren't quite as mixed. So, But you know what I think, though? I mean, if you think back to, like, the different strokes in the Webster where it's like the rich white family adopts a minority child or two. Um, you know what I think the corollary is in today's world? Because, again, I don't think that that's all that shocking. I think the corollary is the gay couple adopting a child. Right. Right. I think that's, that's like, so your, your modern family or there's, I know there's a new one coming out on NBC. Um, I mean, I think that's, you know, this generation's different strokes, you know, you have this thing that yet you don't think is all that common happen. And what's the, you know, what's the situation built around? It's built around that kind of unconventional family. And I think that's what you have in today's uh, in today's day and age. So what do you think? I mean, do you think that's right? Do you think that, you know, the gay couple is, you know, this year's Mr. Drummond? I suppose. I guess now I'm looking at things a little bit differently. Is that I feel like the, the programming is reflecting, and maybe it was back then, I'm not sure. But the programming is reflecting more, you know, political issues. I'm older now. Right. So that's the way I view it, is that, you know, of course, you know, there's kind of this, you know, that that's politics showing through, you know, through the, you know, through the entertainment. Is it is it politics or is it just, you know, the, the creatives kind of view on how the world should be? I mean, can it be divorced from politics somehow or I don't think it can I think that's the glitch is that you know I think they're actually kind of you know I don't think it could be divorced I think they're actually quite married so no pun intended aha huddle huddle uh so we're here it's the end of the summer um August 30th it is 2012 um any uh any plans for the rest of the summer for you um, no, I, you know, just, uh, you know, work will keep you busy enough. It, it, it's funny, the, the memories of how summer was, 
I just remember getting to this part of the year and just being just devastated. You have to go back to school. You know? And it's like, now it's just a constant. You know, when you're a parent, you kind of do a little happy dance when it's well, time to right. go back to school? I, I would think so. I would think so. Yesterday, we, uh, we both went and smiles on our face, dropped the kids off. Fifth grade. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what, Sophie won't start for a couple years, right? Well, no, she starts on, she, well, her school is not a full day, but it's school. But I mean, what I mean, like uh, kindergarten or something like that. Right, she starts oh. next year. Hold on. Yeah, she starts next year. Yes. And, and she has school now. She goes for three hours. and That's not really school, though, is it? I mean, you paint something with your fingers. She learns things. No, she learns. She learns what, you know, floating and sinking is and does a little experience. I don't want to know how she learns about floating and sinking. Do they, uh... Probably with a glass of water and pebbles and styrofoam. I would imagine. You would hope. How do we tell if she's a witch? Butter at the stake! Yes. She turned me into a newt. Now, there's a movie that I don't think gets enough credit. I haven't seen it in a long time. For being uh, a groundbreaking film. And, and, of course, it's Monty Python and the uh, Holy Grail. Haven't seen it in a long time. Um, I think the humor kind of crosses over just because the imagery and just the sounds and everything are just very funny. As far as British humor goes, it kind of transcends British humor because, quite frankly, I don't get British humor. Maybe you were it's born... Just funny. I think there is a gene, uh, like a British humor gene, because you either get it or you don't. Right. It's right? kind of like cilantro. Yes, I think that's a good... You either, you know, are inclined to like it... Right. Or you don't... There's no way to kind of... There's no middle ground with cilantro. There's no middle ground. You like it or you hate it. And I think it's the same thing with British humor. I think you're right. But, you know, you got to think that the Monty Python in the 70s, they were poking fun at some institutions that probably didn't get poked fun at all that much. Sure. You know, organized religion, I don't think was as... You know, on, on, it certainly wasn't on the coals like it is today. Right. Um, so, you know, when they're... Uh, you know, it's also a satire on, uh, you know, government to some extent, I think. Oh, sure. You know, see the, see the uh, well, repression see, think, inherent in the system. But actually, I think that they actually probably poked fun in a more free and, and pointed way at, at the system and at the way, that, I mean, Archie Bunker. Yeah. Perfect example. Um, uh, probably another show that could not be made. Uh, no. Could not be made today. No, definitely. Because do you not. think people get satire, or is everyone just so damn literal these days? People don't get satire. I think that's a fair statement. I think that's a fair statement. Although I think people do get the Colbert Report. I don't think they do. You don't think so? You think that the general person who watches Stephen Colbert thinks that he's not playing a character? Oh no, no. I know that they think he's playing a character. What I was going to say was, I think that the thing that people don't get about either The Daily Show or Colbert or uh, Bill Maher, is that these show, these are shows that really shape political people's political thinking. They're comedy shows. They're entertainment shows. They're, they're not true... You know, they're not, you know, Sunday morning on CBS. They're not, um, you know... I know what you're saying with that, but I don't even think that the news shows from 
you know, you want to call them news outlets, your traditional. I don't think that they are as much news anymore as they are opinion, as they are entertainment. I think the news channels, the news channels are opinion. Yeah, by that, you the 24-hour cable news, whether I think, it's... I think that MSNBC is an opinion channel for the left. I think Fox News is an opinion channel for the right. I think that CNN is an opinion channel for the left. Um, I think that the only shows that probably are, are more, quote-unquote more, down the middle are really those Sunday morning... You know, around the table type McLaughlin group kind exactly. of exactly. I you know I like they're closer to it, but even those shows. Have... I like a McLaughlin group every yeah. now and then because yep. I think he does a good job of balancing out his panel, um, and I also get a kick out of him. I think he's funny, right? Um, whether he's meant to be or not, I don't know. Uh, I, I used to like Tim Russert when he did Meet the Press. Yes, uh, I thought he was a little bit more. You know, Even. maybe a little more balanced. Sure. Less of an agenda, perhaps. Yep. Uh, I can't say the same for David Gregory, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I like Brian Williams. I don't, you know, I don't dislike right. Brian Williams. Right. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, I, I just don't think that, first of all, who's, who's watching the news at 6.30 anymore or 6 o'clock? Oh, I think, I think there's still a, a number of people. Yeah? Sure. Like, what's the demographic? Older people. Right. They're dying off, are they not? Well, there's always new older people. New older people. That's right. I just had this vision in my head of all the people who watched, like, the evening news just slowly dying off yeah, and never being new replaced. people come in. But are they watching the evening news? I mean, obviously. I would. Yeah? If I were home. You'd watch the evening news? Sure. I just got done at the early bird special over at the uh, family buffet. King buffet down there in the Florida. The Florida? In the Florida. In the Florida. Go home. It's still 6 o'clock. Pool filter's running out there. You know? You got to go turn on a... I have, I have literally a postage stamp, so it's not like I have to go out and do yard work. What am I going to do? I'm going to sit in my easy boy, put on the evening news. Wait till Wheel of Fortune comes on. If, sure. If, if you're describing what you think retirement is like. I can't wait. I will not have any part of it. I will not have any part of that retirement plan. I want that plan. right now. No, you don't. Oh. There's no way. Mike, I think all day. I want to not think just a little. The problem is you chose a career that is somewhat uninspiring. I don't know about that. No? The, the avenue that I've taken in the career that I have is, is, is challenging, and it's, it is somewhat that way. But, like I said, it's tiring. It's exhausting. And so I am looking forward to the day where I can, you know, ratchet my brain activity back just a little bit. Right. And I think part of that would be going to King Buffet at 5 o'clock for the early bird, coming home at 6 but on the evening news. So before we end here, there's one more thing I want to do. Yes. I want to I want to round out uh, the film we just created called Shut Up Your Next. Shut Up. Shut Up Your, your next. next. 
starring, uh, who do we say? Christian starring, Bale. Uh, Christian Bale as the character was. As a young Wade Garrett. A young Wade Garrett. What happens in the movie? I think we need just to, for the two people who might listen to this, they might want to know a little bit more about the film. Uh, what happens? Well, why does he become who he is? What's the, what, what was, was he doing something, you know, different? Did some major event happen to make him who he is? What happens? Maybe he's a war veteran. He's a war veteran of which, uh, which war? This is a prequel, right? So we're talking Nam? Well, let's say he went into cool. Yeah, I guess it would have to be Nam. When was Nam? Nam, I believe, you know, our, it started in the '60s. Late we started 60s, sending right? people over there. Sure, could have been. Could have. He could have. Yeah, he, he seems a little too old. The movie was '89. Roadhouse was '89. Right. So it how been. old? Peg, how old he was in that movie in his late '40s? I would say so. Let's let's call him 50, just so we have easy numbers to work with. Right. So if you're 50 and 89. That means in 69, right? You're 30. So he's... he's Too old to be in Yeah, but he could... No, not at all. Because he could have been an officer. He could have led men in in the jungles. And and something happened in Nam. What happened? What happened in Nam? Exposed to a little too much Agent Orange? No, it's not no, personal enough. No. He needs to have a personal conflict. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's just... I don't think the movie revolves around Nam. I think it no, revolves no, but around you, the after. Yeah, but you have to understand why... Right. Like, I, the origins of Shut Up, You're Next, that, that his catchphrase happened somewhere in the jungles uh, or the cities of, like, Saigon, right? Something happened. Yeah, maybe it's in the cities. Here's what no, happened. It's not some POW. Here's camp. what happened. Don't do the POW camp. No, 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 no. That's that's for Chuck Norris. That's right. Um, peace be upon his name. I I believe this is what happened. Uh, he's he's a good guy. He is a uh, father. Uh, he's in Vietnam, uh, missing his family, and he sees all these GIs right outside of a house of. Uh, prostitution. Ah, and they are getting abusive with the women. They're getting abusive, but there's one in particular that he doesn't like. Who's really going all Chris Brown on? Yes, some this is a great you idea. know some worker right who's who's doing it because she's impoverished. So you build up a little sympathy for this woman. She may have been sold into it. You don't know. We don't know. We 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 don't know that much. But what happens is he sees one of his men. No, you know what he sees. He sees his commanding officer yes. going all Chris Brown on yes. this poor defenseless woman. And then the officer. Woman who keeps the telling him no. Right. She keeps telling him no. And then he starts to get physical with her. So he goes up to her and does what? And not her. He goes up to the, uh, his officer. He well, stands I think, up to her. I think he takes a, a softer line at first because it is his commanding officer. And then his commanding officer proceeds to make his life a living hell. That's his officer and a gentleman. No, what happens is, you're not good at this. What happens is, he goes up and says, get your hands off the girl. And she's all, like, crying does in the background. Say, does he say, hey, you, get your damn hands off her. I am your density. I, I mean, your destiny. You know, maybe, maybe Crispin Glover is the, is the commanding, is the commanding officer. officer. I, think, I think Crispin Glover is the commanding officer. By the way. 
please, please, please look up when you get a chance on the YouTube. Crispin Glover, Friday, Friday the 13th, part four. Yeah. And the dance that he does when they're all at the party. It is, it is just spectacular. Please so, look it up. Just to round this out. Yeah. He goes up to Crispin Glover and he says, hey, let's, 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 let's cool off a little bit. You know, he doesn't want to confront him like head on. He just says, let's cool off. And Chris McGlover says, leave me alone. I'm going to do this my way. And then, uh, you, you write a script like George Lucas. And then what's going to happen is our character, whose name is, uh, Wade Garrett, Wade Garrett, Wade Garrett goes up and he says, he grabs him forcefully by the shoulders. You know, he says, come on, stop it. Don't do it. Banning officer says, you know, something. What does he say? I don't know. you got to help me out here. I'm, I'm looking this at is, a blank face. See, George Lucas would have already put this on two pieces of yellow loose-leaf paper and said script is done. At so. some point in time, we got to get to, we've got to bridge this, Capio. we got to bridge it to we don't shut up, to. you're next. Well, I know, but I... See, I don't think it comes that early in the story. I think... Later on, it becomes a, a gaggle of evildoers, of which Crispin Glover is one. Well, there were more people he, in the whorehouse. And then, and then, no, 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 no. Like, there has to be a couple of inc incidences. I think there has to be an incidence back when you get back to the States with a gaggle of, of people, and he takes out most of them, and then he looks at Crispin Glover, and then that's when he says, it's later in the movie. After he blows away, well, actually, like his you know minions, what? Crispin Glover's yes. minions, and he looks at him. You know, and then they, the guy says, you know, that, you know, we haven't even started. He's like, you know, shut up, you're next, or something. But, but I think what happens in Vietnam is Crispin Glover actually gets the best of him. Yeah. You know what? This doesn't work. Crispin Glover is too old at this point. You're thinking too much about it. You're thinking too much about it. I can't help it. I'm an accountant. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's all we have today. We have a new movie coming out called Shut Up, You're Next, starring... If this shows up on the movies, I'll know somebody listened. Starring Crispin Glover and... Uh, Christian Bale. And Christian Bale. We'll probably have a few... Uh, it's got to be a few cameos in there, I'm guessing. Maybe the guy who played Biff from uh, Back to the Future can be in there. No. Why not? Is he dead? No, it's just terrible. Why? Because then you've just made this into a Family Guy episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's my motive all along. For <laughs> yeah. average eject, Transformer shows up. All right, that's all we got. This is Mike signing off. Say goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick. All right, you, comma, 